In this episode of the podcast, I'm talking to my buddy Parker while driving around about rifles, living in South Carolina, pistols, and just whatever comes to mind. So the audio on this might be a little bit strange. We're driving in an armored vehicle. Uh, Tyler's not with me today, but I've got Parker, my work partner here. How you doing, guys? Yeah, what a fucking moron. Anyways, um, so we're talking about why I love living in South Carolina. And Parker's like, I don't know what to fucking say. I don't know what to do. But I'm forcing him to do this at gunpoint. Um, it's so, a joke, guys. No, not really. it's It's not. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, we live in the upstate of South Carolina. We actually live in the same town on opposite sides, and we work at the same place, so go figure. We both have beards, and we get confused for twins, even though I'm the, the better looking of the two. Um, does that ever bother you? Do you ever notice that? Have you ever heard that I've said that to customers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that a lot, uh, but they usually tell me my dick's bigger, so it's okay. Mm, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, we can have a discussion about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll measure it out. Uh, well, no, I just won't mention when I was mentioning before the podcast. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, I was kind of saying that, you know, where we live in the upstate, we're about two hours from the mountains, uh, three hours from the beach, and about two and a half hours away from Atlanta. Um, and then about, what, two hours from Charlotte? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of dead set in the middle of everything. So, I mean, if you want to go to the beach for the day, you can. If you want to go to the mountains for the day, you can. Um, you're never too far away from a major airport. Uh, and the uh, Greenville-Spartanburg Airport is near us as well. It's international. Their, their flights are usually about $100 more, but, I mean, like, it's not that big of a deal. So, the, the whole entire thing about it is, though, is that I've realized that living here, I've, I've lived in a couple different cities. Where are we turning right here? I don't know. It's straight. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've never, I've never not loved being in South Carolina. Like I took a trip to Wisconsin for a month and a half and the whole atmosphere up there is different and the way things are done. I mean, it's a cool state and everything, but I've been to other states and I've kind of seen how things go. Even states that are right beside us like Georgia and North Carolina, Florida, and they just don't compare to living here. Like, I, I'm never too far away from the woods. I can always go out, shoot, um, go hiking somewhere, go to the ocean for a little while, hang out, you know, and it's really not that expensive to go stay at the beach here. Um, wages are rising. The economy's great. Uh, crime is relatively low compared to the rest of the states. Uh I mean, what else? What? What do? You, is there anything particular that, in particular, that you like about South Carolina and living in the city we live in? Uh, particularly, it's just for me. It's it's just home. Uh, it's where I've always grew, grown up in the upstate area of South Carolina. Um, whether it's Anderson, Clemson's just down the road. 
major high, uh, major college. Uh, you know, a year or two ago, they just won a national championship. You have a affiliate of the Boston Red Sox up here in the upstate. So you got your baseball. You got all sorts of sports all around. Uh, always something you can keep you busy sport-wise. Uh, there's a hockey team. Um, Swamp Rabbits. Yes, the Swamp Rabbits. There's brewing companies, you know, it's not just Asheville anymore with all their craft breweries. There's people branching out in Greenville. Um, if you're a craft beer lover, they're making their way down this way. Um, the nature is not far away, but you also have part of your city uh, going on right around here. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, like, he, like he was mentioning a second ago, Everything's not not but uh, a couple hours drive away. You got Charlotte, Atlanta. Uh, you know, I'm not a Gamecock fan, but Columbia's right down the road just as well. The beach is just down the road. Uh, me and my wife, when we got married, we went to Pensacola and we drove. Uh, everything is just a hop, skip, and jump down the road. Um, any type of job you want, you're going to find it around here. Uh, it's there's nothing uh, I can say negative about living in this area. Yeah, like for me, I've I've had like forty thousand career changes. I'm kind of like, uh, you ever seen the show Psych? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like Sean. I I don't fucking keep a job for super long. I think I was supposed to turn. I'm pretty sure I was supposed to turn onto four eighteen. Anyways, who cares? Uh, yeah, like I. It's it's not hard to come by jobs here. You can you can find just about anything you want to do, um, especially if you have the education for it. It it really just kind of depends on what you're looking for. So Parker doesn't know what else to talk about apparently when it comes to South Carolina. Just overall, if you have any questions, you can always use the Anchor app to ask anything you want about South Carolina or anything else in this podcast, and uh, we'll get back to you on the next one. Um, still has yet to happen though we don't have that many listeners so that's okay i guess um so parker and i were discussing he's building a uh an ar right now an ar-15 and 556223 yeah that's correct um trying to fucking sound like all proper and shit over there what the hell um i can't be raunchy all the time i mean (laughs) um so right now he's got a psa lower with MOE furniture, as far as that goes, um, mil spec trigger, uh, and it actually feels really nice. I have never really been a big fan of PSA until recently. Um, I guess I'm still not a big fan, but their their stuff's a lot better than I was led to believe. Um, so right now, Parker is kind of looking at some uppers and some barrels. So tell tell them what your plan is for your upper if you do the build. Uh, the way I'm uh, routing everything out right now is uh, looking at a aero precision uh, upper receiver uh, along with uh, Palmetto State Armory, uh, their premium barrel. Their premium line is made by FN, I do believe. Um, that would be a stainless steel uh, barrel by them. Uh, along with a nickel boron bulk hair group, that would also be from PSA. And, um, I haven't chosen a handguard yet um and then that would be also a, a raptor uh from radian charging handle 
Well, talk about the the handguard you were looking at, the the FDE one. Uh, yeah, it was a FDE M-Lock uh, handguard with a full rail down the top, uh, 13 and a half inches. Uh, I, I think I just like the look of a 13 uh, or 12 inch handguard compared to a full 15. Um, that's just kind of my preference though. Um, as far as like a flash hider goes, I haven't really decided on what I want to do there yet. Uh, or my optic, but I was looking into uh, Vortex uh, Strike Fire 2, but I, I'm not 100% positive on that yet. So. I think, uh, I mean, as far as flash hiders, compensators, all that go, I mean, really all you need is an A2. I mean, unless you're wanting to do something special with it. Yeah, that is that is the pretty norm, um, but this is my first build, so I'm just going to take my time and really settle down on what I want. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense, too. Um, and you were also... What was the other upper you were looking at? There was one that you showed me that had the irons already on it. Uh, that was a, that was a PSA upper. Uh, they always have them for a really good deal. Uh, they always have super great uh, clearance deals with free shipping. Um, what they have going on right now is a mid-length 16-inch... Uh, barrel uh, with the upper and a 13 and a half inch handguard and M-lock. Um, it does not come with a charging handle or bolt carrier group, but that's only for $250 uh, compared to just the barrel that I was looking at. The premium barrel with them is about the same price. That um, So I kind of was looking into it, but I don't think I was going to settle. I think I'm just going to do the full build I was looking into. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what we discussed yesterday, too, about it. Because, like, if you... After all that, are you really getting what you want if you do that that already pre-built thing is the big question. Yeah, um, there are some good reviews on their, their basic uh, Freedom Series barrels. Um, but I think I, I want to try and get a little bit more quality into my first initial build. Um, and then see see how I go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd even thought about moving over to a the the Radiant Raptor myself, um, but that radical the radical that I got already pre-made was was pretty much customized right off the bat, which was really crazy to me. Um, I think I think your build's going to be pretty good. Um, but you were also talking about I know you're talking about the Strike Fire now, but originally you had said you wanted the Trigicon with an RMR, didn't you? Yeah, I was uh, looking into an ACOG. Uh, with a RMR on the top, um, I still think I want to get some uh, candid 45 degrees on the side. Uh, but as far as my straight up optic, um, I'm kind of keeping my options open. I haven't made it 100% as to what I want. Uh, still kind of on the table. I'm gonna see if I can test out a couple different things and really settle down with what I want. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would, I would definitely do that, especially if you have like a, like a combat scope, like a, like a ACOG. Yeah. Um, the, the Canid 45s would probably be a good idea. If you do the strike fire though, you don't really need the Canids. You could just co-witness those either lower third or dead center. Um, so when the optic, you know, runs out, you automatically have the option to just kind of barely shift your eye, and you're already still on target. You don't have to worry about shifting the gun or anything. Um, yeah, that's another good thing about running an ACOG. 
is that they are not uh, battery powered. Uh, it's dual illuminated, uh, fiber optic, and um, iridium, iridium, whatever the hell that shit is. Yeah, and you never have to worry about a battery. Um, they are a bit pricey, at least on my budget. Um, but it's very good, very, very good optic. Yeah, like I think if you dial in the, the rifle the way you want it, eventually spending that much money on an optic's not a bad idea. Um, like that's that same thing I'm going through right now. I'm still trying to figure out what optic I really want. And I think I'm pretty dead set on that Vortex UH1. Um, after uh, Mike from Grantham did that video on it, it really sold me on it. Um, and I would love to do uh, a trade card with RMR on top later on. But I wanna I wanna do a pistol build first, um, and then I'll move I'll probably move the UH one over to that if I get a Trigicon with an RMR on top. Um, that way I've kind of got my my regular duty and distance gun, and then I've got the pistol for close quarter kind of things. Uh, I'm not really worried about shooting very far, but with like I mean even even with a shit hit the fan scenario, uh, cities here are so spread out that really the pistol the only thing it's going to be used for is like super up close inside of building shit and so like I'm not probably going to be able to have time to go back out to the FJ cruiser and fucking you know switch guns in the middle of something if something like that happened but it, I want to I kind of want to have that option for both um it has some optics that are quality on there because right now I'm just running a basic UTG uh upgraded red dot on the top of my radical and you t- I'm probably going to catch a lot of shit for this. UTG's not bad. Uh, I actually have a UTG gun belt that I use for work that I'm wearing right now, holding on my Black Hawk holster. Um, Parker and I both have the same holster. Because, um, like I said, we're twins, which is weird to say because I'm so much <laughs> fatter than him, too. Um, but the Omnivore was was just a great idea with the, the lower jacket slot. Uh, what is that? The... I guess the part that holds the holster to the belt. I yeah, don't, I don't know what to call it. Um, I can't remember the technical name for it either, but it's just a little drop piece that drops down off your belt, so it's not... Uh, it's just a little drop. Yeah, I mean, especially for me driving, I've got a seatbelt on all day, and it, I can't get to my, my gun if my holster's right there on my hip. I have to have it lowered a little bit. Um, so that, that really worked out for me to do it, too. Um, but like I was saying, the UTG, the the red dot's not that bad. Um, out of the three or four drop tests that I've done with my rifle, um, I think the only time that it ever got off, um, it, it went two inches down and to the right. Um, but I dropped it on concrete. Um, so I don't know if it's because I didn't have the optic super tight um, on the rifle or what really happened, but it just it, it knocked a little bit off. Um, and it did it another time, but it only dropped it by, like, literally just a, a fraction of an inch um, on target, not not view. Um, so, I mean, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. But um, it, it's something that I have kind of got my, my mind on that I don't really want to mess that up. I mean, so run me through why you like the strike fire. Uh, the Strike Fire uh, is made by Vortex. 
Um, I hear a lot of super good things about Vortex that they're kind of on the up and up right now. Uh, it's like the next Trigicon, I've heard a couple people say. Uh, and it's a lot better price line. Um, still good quality name brand. Uh, the, this particular red dot is a 1x32. Um, their glass, uh, I've heard, is real good quality. But um, I don't want a super small red dot on my AR, but I don't want no huge 9x uh, power scope either. I feel like it's kind of in the uh, range of size that I'm looking for. But but not gonna break your bank either. Yeah. Um. I I think I think that's the the main thing that you know I'm I'm running the budget. We both have three kids. Well, I've got two and one on the way, and you've got a stepson and two young kids like I do. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, like Park, uh, like Parker, like Tyler and I were talking about last time. I'm I'm broke. I don't really have the time. Parker's got kids. I've got kids, and Tyler's got animals. So I mean, <laughs> and if you knew if you knew. Amber, his fiance. I'm surprised they don't have 40 more animals. She, she works. Her life revolves around animals. It's it's funny. She's a, she's a sweet girl though. I'm not talking bad about her because uh, she'll she'll probably kill me. Me and Tyler like to mess with her and post uh, Africa by Toto on her Facebook wall a lot, and she hates that song. So it's kind of fun. Um. So I mean, the the whole entire thought that I have behind it is you know i i sprung for the cheap optic and i could have waited i could have just used irons the irons i got are really not bad at all um and so i i just went ahead and jumped on that red dot so i'd have one um the big problem with that that i'm having right now is uh the fact that it was so cheap and that i do have issues every once in a while Whereas opposed to like using the Vortex UH-1 or the Strike Fire, you know, with the drop test, you're not going to have to worry about it so much. Um, I've got a buddy up in Indiana named Kanan, and uh, he he always tells me, and I've, I've always thought, you know, I get what you're saying, but I can't really do it. But now I'm really wishing I had listened. Um, he's like, you know, you can buy cheap stuff, but you're going to have to buy a bunch of them in order to keep them working. Whereas you can just save all that money and go ahead and buy the, you know, the, the optic that really makes sense. And I just thought, you know, that's just... A thing about getting you know name brand stuff and i started looking at it and i was like no you know what you're right in the amount of time i probably have to put into this utg and all the money um i'm probably going to spend more money later on keeping that thing running than i would just getting a better optic um and so like it kind of it kind of smacked me in the face like hey you know when you tell people this make sure you say it nicely um but I mean, the the fact is, these these are combat tested. They're combat approved. Uh, the ones that I'm looking at now, and so like I have to kind of realize, oh, you know, maybe pouring the money into this is worth it. Now, I mean, if when I look at it, thinking about how much money I'm putting into an optic as opposed to the rifle itself, I'm like, I'm not too far off on price. I feel like I'm paying almost the same amount I did for my gun for a fucking piece of metal and glass. Yeah, um, yeah uh, that. That's that's how I feel about an ACOG. Um, I mean, that uh, is a thousand dollar plus um, yeah, optic. Uh, yeah, I think the one we were looking at that you wanted to get was like what around fifteen twenty something. Yeah, it was about probably about fifteen hundred dollars, and that's 
that's going to be with your RMR on top. Um, now this Vortex Strike Fire that I was talking about, that's more of like a probably a hundred sixty dollar optic, uh, and that's really not bad. Uh, I mean, if you, I, I've done some looking around, and you can get a EOTech holographic for like five, uh, and the nicer ones go up closer to a thousand. Um, but yeah, I mean, my my rifle, the build, the way I'm looking at it, coming all together right now, it's probably going to be six, seven hundred dollars. Uh, I just couldn't set myself on spending twice that just on one piece of the, of the rifle yeah. for an optic. So, well, I mean, and that's that's how I look at it too. Right now, it's it's it just like I said, it feels kind of ridiculous to do it. But once you start realizing that it's a better idea, it, it makes more sense. And I mean, and always, if you have that strike fire, you can always get a vortex or even a UTG. Like honestly, a UTG. Um, magnifier is not bad it doesn't ever fall out of anything for me um, but you could really do that and still be set up good so since we were talking about uh, the the holsters I figured we could also talk about the pistols like you were thinking about as well yeah yeah okay um, so right now what are you what are you carrying on yours uh, my duty weapon is uh, it's a Glock 23. That's a 40 caliber. It's the uh, same frame as a Glock 19. So you carry a bisexual around? I do. Yeah. Um, we we had a really long discussion about the Coleon Noir uh, videos about 45, 9, and 40 carriers. And uh, 40 is really great. I mean, if you kind of want the best of both worlds, it's not a it's not a bad round. Um, but I talked about, you know, with Parker at one point about the, the cons and the, the pros and the cons about all three rounds, but I'm not going to go into that. That's, that's too long of a, of a podcast topic. So, um, yeah, but what do you, how do you, how do you like your 40? Uh, I like it. It's a, it it is more expensive to shoot over a nine millimeter, but as far as using it, uh, for, my duty gun, uh, I love it. Um, it gives me the ballistics I was looking for. Uh, you still get a decent, you know, number of rounds you get to carry. Um, and you know, there's lots of people I run into on a daily basis, and they're asking me, "Hey, what is that?" And I tell them a 40, and they're like, "Oh, okay." Um, so some people, I mean, if you're an avid gun guy, you're gonna look at me and like, "Why did you pick a 40?" But if you're, if uh, a lot of people that I just run into on the street, they're like, oh, a 40, like like it's something big. So it, it kind of just depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, like I, I feel like a 45 is easier to control than a 40, but that's like my personal preference, especially because I mean, my my concealed carry gun is a uh, XDS in a 3.3 frame and it's 45. Um, and I didn't really care about penetrating windshields and stuff like that. Um, because again that's just my everyday carry gun um, but my work gun um, I was told that I couldn't carry my 45 because it wasn't long enough for duty so I went out and bought this Canik um, it's a nine millimeter it's made in Turkey um, Sentry Arms sells them here in the United States uh, they're hands down I would say just as good as a Glock if not better and I, I'm sorry because I know we've had that discussion a bunch it's 
Um, but I mean, like, you know, with a Glock, a Glock's great because you can switch out frames and barrels and all that stuff really quickly. Um, but if you want to get it, you know, made it specifically for certain things, you have to get the slide milled, you have to get this done, you have to replace the barrel if you want a better grade. Um, and so with this Canic, it's already got the lightning cuts on it. It's got uh, serrations on the front and back to go ahead and make it ready for combat. Um, the one I got is the Canic TP SFX, or TP9SFX, so it's already got the slot for red dot mounts um, for all the popular brands. It's got like four different mounts, and it's also got like its regular top with the Warren tactical sights that it automatically comes with. Um, 20, uh, it comes with 18 round mags um but mine came with the 20 round mags so it's just plus twos so i mean i've got 41 rounds i carry on me at all times during a work day um but i mean the thing's spot on it's a five and 5.2 inch barrel things comfortable as all hell to shoot um the only thing i don't like about it is just how <sighs> mm. actually i don't think there is anything i don't like about it uh, I think I think for a little while uh, you were kind of testing out your different links as far as your magazine release. Is that oh, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with the the omnivore holster, it it's set up so perfectly to where if you have the if you have any of the magazine release you know extensions on it, it automatically presses it, and my magazine was coming out. Um, so that was the issue that I had just with the holster and the the gun. Um, but once I took those off, I've, I think I've only had that issue once since then, we talked about. Um, and that's just because I don't know how to tighten it up any more than I already do, unless there's something else. Because, I mean, we kind of had to rig these holsters to make them work with the jacket slot for some reason. Um, but, I mean, like, overall, I, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really liking it, is what I'm trying to say. I don't know how to talk anymore, apparently. Um... Anything else you want to say about either one or about your thoughts? Um, I, to make it more of like a duty gun, I've been debating with myself on getting a 9mm conversion barrel for this and throwing an enforced light on it. Um, yeah, I've already stippled the frame and I have an extended magazine release uh, with some high base plates. Um, love it. Um, I originally um, was looking toward a Glock 17, um, but honestly, I feel like I like, um, I guess, kind of like that 19X style where it's the shorter slide and you have that extended kind of hang grip with the extended magazine. Um, for me, it just works better for me. Just because that pinky placement? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like on my uh, Max DS, I've it came with a five and a six, and I rarely use the five unless I'm like trying to conceal it in my car in like the top glove box on the FJ. Um, but I mean, like it, I don't like shooting without my pinky on it. Like we, my my wife carries a twenty five, and like I can shoot that one, but like I don't feel like I have as much control as because my all of my fingers aren't on it. Like it, it just feels awkward not to have all of your fingers present on the grip um and I, I you feel the same way about that don't you yeah uh in the the last segment we were talking about the ar lower that i got from how i said armory and i actually got it in like a package deal with a ruger uh lcp 
and uh, I haven't had a chance to actually shoot it or carry it yet. Um, I actually kind of bought it for as a pretty early like Christmas for myself, so uh, I got it stuffed away right now. Um, but the little bit um, I've done holding it, uh, it is real small, but it is a real popular gun. Uh, they sold a lot of a lot of them, um, and it's a uh, 380. Um, like I said, I hadn't been able to shoot it yet. I've, there's definitely some pros and cons about it, I believe, but um, I won't really know um, about it until I go shoot it for sure. Some lady just pulled out in front of us, so I had to lay on the horn. I'm sorry about that. Um, God, fuck that. That was... What an idiot. We're going to have to edit this. No, I'm just going to leave that in there. I don't I don't edit those things out. There's no point. So, um, but I mean, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of the one that's more conned. I, I have more cons on the LCP than I did pros. Um, but yeah, overall, I think that our pistols that we've got set up and the other guns we have are, are pretty much set pretty well. Um, so yeah, Parker carries the Glock... 43 no uh, sorry 23. Glock 23 that's right the 43 is that smaller one and I carry the Canon TP9 SFX so uh, we're not paid by any of the people we talk about so do your own research and figure out if you like them because they're honestly great guns so I guess to wrap up um, I guess I need to ask you, what. so what made you finally decide to join Crescent and Palm, the group that me and Tyler are starting up? I didn't sign no dotted line yet. Shut the fuck up. You said you were going to, you said you were a part of it. So what the hell? So what, so what made you, what made you decide to join though? I want, I want to be a part of a team. <laughs> You're being a fucking troll. Holy shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, like right now, I guess the only person we have left is a guy that I know from when we were kids, uh, skated together and knew his younger brother longer skating with him. Um, but yeah, so like we talked about our rifles, we talked about our pistols, we talked about, uh, living in South Carolina. What did you, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Um. So yeah, I guess uh, next episode we will see who is with us. And thank you all for listening to this one. If you have any questions for us again, uh, the few limited listeners that we have, you can always ask questions on the Anchor app. Um, We can listen to those, add them to the podcast, and answer them for you as well. And uh, I guess to end this podcast, remember, don't be dumb. And uh, have a good one. Anything you want to say? Have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening. All right. Oh, Caroline. Now that I get back home to you, we're going to start a fight. Oh, you know I miss you. Yeah, when we get back home to you, I got a story to hear. Yeah, when I get back home to you.
quick disclaimer we're not actually twins that's just a joke